0: you're listening to errol parker and clancy overall editors of the batuta advocate on desert rock fm welcome back to the batuta advocate radio show recording live here in the diamond tina shire live uh from my end Uh, our guest obviously isn't in the studio today uh we're talking to John Safran, who's based in Melbourne, and there's an entire infected state between us, so um, we've got the technology to, uh, to do it this way, and, uh, and we're actually going to be talking about uh, you know, the changing technology in today's interview, changing technology in general, because uh, John's just written a book uh, which kind of explores how we've been able to evolve as a people, probably not for the better because we're specifically talking about uh, tobacco. The tobacco industry has been able to evolve and stay relevant in a way that no one saw uh, really coming. Uh, So, yeah, thank you for joining us today. John Safran.
1: Thank you, sir. Of course, even if I was there, you'd have to uh, make up an elaborate backstory that I wasn't there because you're already in enough trouble over all this... The Batuta advocates controversial uh, lockdown.
0: Oh, you've been across it, have you?
1: Oh yeah, just just briefly, just seen um, n- n- you. Yeah, 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 just seen people, you know, having a go. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm of course loyal to you. I'll. Um
0: it's it's good to uh, you know get the blood pumping, uh, <laughs> especially when everyone's at fever pitch. We probably could have waited a couple of days before we. Uh, Ran that angle, but, you know, we stand by it editorially. Okay, you know, it was not what we thought that people would respond so aggressively to us uh, pointing out that poor governance equals civil unrest. Yep. But, you know, they wanted the blood of Bogans and we didn't <laughs> give it to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all this thing where people are tripping over their own shoelaces. Mm-hmm. Because as I think you imply, either you implied or someone comment standing up for you implied that you know, as soon as the government does a crackdown on, an, on a region that's seen as, you know, ethnic minority, then the lefties will be like, oh, why are you cracking down on them? Mm. And, you know, and so the whole thing doesn't really add up.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good to scream racism when, when there is a specific crackdown on a certain area. But when, that, when the affected workers make their way into your, uh, you know, otherwise whitewashed urban areas... It's uh, it's a different story. It's Bogans versus us. We've received a lot of vitriolic hate mail over the last 24 hours, but um it's you know it's good for the soul. We we thrive on it in Batuta. And 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 as you do too, John you've made a career out of betraying your base.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's because I'm from the olden days of South Park and John <laughs> Safran and you know the fathers of Batuta advocate. You, 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 remember when your when your dad and your uncle used to do the show before they passed it on to you. you it was a bit like those Muppets and Muppet babies yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I was always to... saying, I
0: was saying, Dad, you've got to see this bloke down in Melbourne. I think he's onto
1: something. We, we, we should we should appropriate Jewish culture. There was just used to be a reality where, like an unspoken reality, and what, why is this sounding mad? Where. You'd read the room of your audience and then challenge your audience, but not in like a mean way or a smart... It's just like to keep yourself alive and your brain alive. Isn't it good to kind of have things that you don't totally agree with or or things you're playing with ideas or you're being ambiguous? That used to be just the total normal, but now Mm. the normal is like read the room and make sure your comedy matches the room that you've read. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't it,
0: Chief. We've got a lot of that <laughs> over the last couple of days. And um, we held the line. We doubled down then we tripled down again just to uh, just to make sure it didn't look like we were backpedalling. But yeah, a bit of fun, you know? Yeah, bit of fun. Because it also prevents you from joining the establishment, which, you know, the narrative was immediately tribalism, us versus them. These people are
1: so much worse than the governments that allowed this to happen. Mm. Yeah, I kind of got the point straight away. So where, mm. where I knew you weren't in favour of of coughing over people mm. <laughs> when you have COVID <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't in favour of not giving your babies vaccines, you know, for, mm-hmm. for measles or whatever. I, I got what the idea was. It was that, yeah, why are people being blamed when really there's I, bigger I, I've been thinking a lot
0: actually about you, the, the last work you wrote prior to our, like our last chat. Uh, you'd written, that depends what you mean by extremist. I feel it would be uh, not a very good comparison. Uh, you know, this anti-lockdown crowd of, you know, people have been cornered into conspiracy theories and take to the streets. A few people have done that. I wouldn't say that was all of the protesters. There was a lot of people that have lost their jobs. But is there a Venn diagram that, you know, yeah, that kind uh, of includes that Patriots Front that you, you were kind of covering in your, in your book, the, the Reclaim Australia movement and the, uh, and the Freedom movement that we're seeing now?
1: Well, I know in America when they had those Capitol riots, January, all your friends on Twitter were like straight away like, oh, these white supremacists have Mm. taken over the Capitol or whatever. But, you know, that was a layer to it. But there were a lot of QAnon people and QAnon people are coming from a different place. So, Mm. yeah, obviously... I think it's people searching for meaning, and e- people are on their own and spend too much time on their laptops. And we don't have mm-hmm. going to church once a week anymore, or going to the mosque or the synagogue once a week anymore, and mm-hmm. even football clubs, social clubs, that kind of thing. And people are just looking for meaning. And yeah. then it is pretty exciting when you read something new and you, it just like really stimulates you, and you can get like overexcited and lose yourself in it. I remember a friend of mine. A writer and she was talking about uh prisoners and about why do so many prisoners find jesus when they you know they go to prison and then they become religious so either they find jesus or in the quran they find allah and muhammad or whatever and she said to me she goes these people a lot of the people who end up in prison they've never read a book before mm-hmm. and that's the book that's in prison. Then they read it and they're just so quickly overstimulated mm. and they can't believe it. It really um, captures their imagination and they don't understand. They don't put it in the context of, yeah, this is great and mm. lots to learn or whatever, but there's other books out there that would yeah, yeah. Or, will, that would equally give you that instant stimulation. And I still get it now. I love it when I hit upon a topic. I won't bring it up, the topic I'm get, I'm into at the moment because just will be this too complicated and whatever not not too like it's just a pretty um, inflammatory thing to bring up or whatever but I'm reading this okay I'll tell you so it's basically <laughs> I'm <waiting for> it. <laughs> so I just finished reading this book that was this first-hand account written at the time it was happening from a terrorist who was in a terrorist group in pre-Israel Israel on the Jewish side he was in this little controversial little radical sect and he's comrades are being hung by the british because they're being caught for being terrorists and blowing up or whatever and it's just like this wild world i've never thought about that much before at all before and it's just so wild reading this thing in, in sort of in real time like at the moment it was happening this advocate for unapologetic advocate for his Brand of terrorism, standing up for his mates who are being hanged, and and it's just wild, and it's all biased and you know inaccurate and stuff like that. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I bring that up because I constantly have that experience of, which surely these people who are in QAnon and other things must have of just reading something new and it just being. So overwhelmingly, like vivid and exciting, that you can just kind of get lost in it. But luckily, I've read other books. So I'm not going to be joining this um, Jewish ter- terrorist group. If there's any um, mandatory British, if there's any, yeah, if there's yeah. any, any <laughs> colonial British out there who are worried, I'm going to go out there and what was lob a the, grenade um, at you. The big bombing they did in London—that that particular in London. No, they, a, the King David Hotel, I think, was there. Most King excited. David Hotel. Yeah, but that was in Israel, and that's what... Oh, right. I really, I really wish I hadn't started talking about it, because like, I want to finish the book before <laughs> I sound like I know what I'm talking about, because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but the premise of the book is that... No, a lot of Br- a lot of Brits died in that bombing. Yeah, but yeah. that wasn't like this one-off bombing, because um, Britain controlled the area before yeah. Israel was formed, and there were the Arabs and the Jews, and the mm-hmm. British were in charge. And then you had, like, the more mainstream Jews and mainstream Arabs, and they were just trying to do everything the appropriate kind of official way of trying to curry favour with the British. So when the Britain or the League of Nations or when they decide to divide up the land will be favourable to their side, so there was that. But then you had these young... Firebrands. Firebrands who were like, no, screw this, on both sides. And I guess everyone's kind of familiar with, or they would go, yeah, okay, yeah, I've heard of Arabs blowing up stuff or whatever. But on the Jewish side, mm. there was these, yeah, there was just these, li- this little group who were, you know, they were like terrorists. They were, they said yeah. they were terrorists. So it's not even like controversial or anything like that. And and they weren't aiming, I, I guess we all imagine it's like, oh, the Jews attacking the Arabs or whatever. But in this, it was like abducting British military and British police and and shooting British police and uh, blowing up British things. And, and they had a real anti colonial mindset which is a bit confusing for i know in, in, anyone's on twitter in 2021 of like hang hey, on what the is the zionists <laughs> were against the <laughs> colonizers but it's like insane it's so this is why it's so overstimulating is because you had these in this book by this terrorist <laughs> at the time he puts some of the speeches that his comrades who are being hanged by the british for being terrorists he put some of their speeches just before they got hanged in the book, like yeah, they yeah. refuse to apologise, and in it, they c- compare themselves with the Irish, like what are, what are they called, Sinn Fein? I'm sure. I'm yeah, Sinn Fein, Sinn Fein, or whatever. And they compare themselves with that because they're mm. saying, oh, the British,
0: yeah, yeah, are oppressing I mean, the, the
1: Irish, it- and so too the British are here oppressing us and it's like our brothers in Sinn Féin which is just It
0: was um, Sinn Féin there's a moment in history in Sinn Féin uh, you know the political party that's now almost got a majority in Ireland because they they've done a very good job of um, campaigning on uh, housing affordability in hipster suburbs they I know you're you're very
1: bitter about hipsters more than anyone like uh, we're just just talking about terrorists and everything blah 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 blah. they go hipsters
0: Uh, no I'm I'm, I'm talking I am talking about the uh the history There's a moment in time When Sinn Féin Stopped supporting The comrades you're talking about In your book That you're reading now And flip sides Yeah And to this day You know In, in Belfast They're still waving The uh, Palestinian flags Above the Catholic pubs Because that's who They associate with Now As the underdogs I guess uh, But yeah Once upon a time They were so supportive Of of the of the Jewish people in Israel, and you know you see that you see that with all struggles around the world. I guess you get the um, West Papuan flag in some of these communities as well. And uh, yeah. what's the Spanish? Uh Oh, I know uh, Separatists
1: uh, oh, they, c- Cata- they, 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 they make those bicycles <laughs> That hipsters ride There's this, <laughs> they, they really do There's this famous bicycle That all the hipsters Are riding <laughs> in Sydney <laughs> And they're made Basques The Basque separatists The Basques so, Yeah 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 the Basques Are the ones who Make mm. the bicycles I remember when we
0: interviewed you Last time In, yeah. uh, in Melbourne Pre-lockdown Yeah and, and I'll use that photo To promote this podcast Actually when we were allowed To you know Stand next to each other but yeah, we're just standing in a suburban street in Flemington and we saw a man walking past just in this light industrial area who looked like Nick Cave. And, <laughs> and, and I remember you saying, I really wish that that man didn't walk past because this is what you're going to take from Melbourne is this is what a stranger looks like in his three-piece suit with, with a side fringe.
1: <laughs> Might have even been Nick Cave. Who
0: knows? <laughs> yeah. Now, I imagine you are still keeping tabs on some of the um, the proud Aussie patriots that you uh, well you once.
1: Not really, about. because as soon as I put the book out, and I had to start on my new book. I sort of muted, I muted pretty much everyone, just because it takes over your head, mm-hmm. and it, it it was a good amateur lesson in psychology for me that obviously spending a year or longer than a year kind of being really caught up with following all the uh, minutiae of all these far right groups and far left Mm. groups and Muslim groups, like just muting them. And then like in in like three days I stopped thinking about it all. And then I started following pro vapors and cigarette companies for my new book. And then in three days, those little soap operas (laughs) were like taken over my head. And like suddenly I'm walking around the streets sort of like forgetting that, oh no, the soap opera between that particular vape campaigner and that particular vape campaigner where they're bitching at each other. Like, no one knows what the hell that is, but it's like a, like totally kind of taken over my brain. But what what would you like to ask anyway? Despite well, that?
0: well, we'll get into Puff Piece, your new book, in a second, yeah, um, sure, sure, because sure. that's obviously the new universe that you've gone down. But I was wondering if you'd seen the pressure valve of racial kind of uh, divisions... Uh, you know that we saw come to light under the rise of ISIS. Yeah. Um, we we saw, you know, a hark back to that kind of uh, skinheads uh, Aussie pride thing. If you've seen those people devolve into hang Bill Gates kind of
1: yeah, story well, lines, I, I story really arc. think there was always that overlap. Like even when I was hanging out with these anti-Muslim far-right people, whilst the leaders were definitely like that. Sometimes I'd talk to just some rando in the crowd, and that just was not what their impression of what the rally was about. It was more... So I remember this one woman, and I was saying, well, why are you here at this rally, like, run by, and, um, you know, I won't say their names because they love it when you say their names, but, you know, run by the, uh, you know, the white nationalists, the Hang Hitler poster in every classroom, guys. Yeah, 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 I said to her, I go, why are you at this rally? And she goes, oh, there's a big ice problem in my area. And these guys said they'll help clear up, you know, clear up the ice problem. And mm. I was like, hang on, what's this got to do with <laughs> Islam or, or yeah. black people or anything like that? And she was totally <laughs> sincere and she was talking about at the moment she's couch surfing because she had to leave her, her house because her partner was violent and... You know, so then that's like a totally different picture of than you get if, if it's just like a, a bunch of 1,000 Ku Klux Klansmen <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> who are yeah, like yeah. marching in the streets of Bendigo.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, not even a theory that One Nation bleeds from Labor voters. As we saw in the last Queensland uh, election, the Labor landslide, the slide up there at Palaszczuk, it, it was all to the detriment of One Nation candidates. Um, they bled back. So, you know, it's it's not hard to see that social issues, when no one's speaking to them, um, yeah. kind of direct people to populism, which is always exciting. W- what I'm trying to figure out is I've seen a lot of people who were once popular for their uh, populist opinions, be that about race or religion or or whatever kind of bigoted kind of theories they were throwing around. And we've seen the same with the Murdoch firebrands, you know, it's, it's been very easy for them to pivot into anti-mask, anti-vaccine.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's so amazing how people can just erase their past. And I guess mm. if you're younger, you might not be aware of, like, how some of these, like, Murdoch conservatives or just in general, you know, how they just had anti-populist opinions and, mm. like, like, for instance, they were all pro the Iraq war and... Now, if you were just young and you, like, turned on, you know, Fox for the first time and watched Tucker Carlson and and that kind of crowd, you'd think, you know, because they're always anti-establishment, they're, like, anti-establishment now and they, they yeah. criticise the deep state and they criticise the Pentagon. It's, like, it's really confusing for someone my age to, like, watch Tucker Carlson because he's, like, attacking Amazon for underpaying workers and it's, mm-hmm. like... What's going? I'm confused. This is hard yeah. because, and and you know, and people argue that he's just doing it totally for cynical reasons. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, fine, but that makes it also interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why? Why is it? Why do you have to go on Fox News to hear someone? You know, uh, have someone in the mainstream like take on Amazon and yeah. how they treat their workers? Because for some reason, in some little uh mixture of interests and you're like you're not going to get it on the the more nominally left mainstream channels like cnn and stuff
0: yeah because they love their books arriving on
1: time yes so (laughs) oh god i better not i really care for what i say (laughs) or else i'll my box of puff piece will be lost will be lost (laughs) in the in the big factory
0: we have seen that though you see you know sky news after dark which is um Full of some of the um, the greatest minds in Australian media, <laughs> rallying against masks and lockdowns and dictatorship, and then and then obviously that reaches a boiling point, like we saw last weekend, where you know a lot of I mean there's a lot of online conspiracy as well. But if you if you're taking a little bit of online conspiracy or a lot of online conspiracy in your media diet, and then you turn on the television and you've got someone who you've been listening to for 40 years, like Alan Jones kind of reaffirming that. It's it's no surprise these people march. But what is the surprise is the next day when the same media company, News Corp, put on the front pages, COVID idiots, you know, (laughs) lockdown lunatics. It's like, you guys kind of played a pretty
1: big role in getting these people here. Do you know what I thought strange about the whole mask thing is that Donald Trump, he set this reality that... The mask is somehow a, an infringement on your rights. So, like, like he, like, it's not like there's this precedent in history of like, oh, I remember back 10 years ago, 30 years ago, when that whole mask thing came up and we decided that wearing the mask is left wing and, yeah. <laughs> and not wearing the mask is right wing. Like, I just think, for instance, Donald Trump could have said the story when this all um, exploded, his COVID could have said, oh, you know why there's not enough masks? It's because the left and the deep state—they want you ordered like catch the COVID, and and that's why they're not giving you masks. And and so he could have like set the agenda that somehow, yeah, he wearing a mask he was right wing and for liberty. And so yeah. he he had so much power, and it just, but he just went the other way, and then it yeah, was like he, became like a, a partisan issue in a weird way. He
0: he didn't think. Like ten steps ahead on that one. Yeah. Like
1: he could, I reckon he could have claimed masks. Yeah. He could have uh, made masks Republican masks. Yeah. Are the You know, this is yeah. what uh, Thomas Jefferson would want us to do. And
0: there, there was a lot of treading water. Though I do remember last year him saying, "I'm hoping to uh, hoping to open up the economy by Easter, <laughs> like two weeks, two weeks from lockdown." I've been thinking, I don't know, and then it turns out they had a lot more. Uh, ahead of them. Now I want to read you something here just before we get into Puff Peace. Sure. As someone who kind of studies extremism, have you always, or is this a new thing have you seen this before the this kind of thing where we, we're looking at these hippies in, uh, you know the people that were actually on the front line of anti-vaxxer anti-science, the, the very very well off, uh, I guess you'd say comfortable um, middle class hippies that veer into this kind of medical scepticism, this anti-vaccine rhetoric, they're really crossing over with with this right-wing kind of extremists that, that are kind of really pumping out the numbers online with the, with, this, with the conspiracies. We saw it with Pete Evans when he kind of got brushed from I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, because he put up a Nazi symbol, which <laughs> no one really saw coming. He posted that online. But I'm watching um, this... Woman, I won't say her name because, as you said earlier, it's a similar kind of thing. This is a prominent influencer from Byron Bay. She posts this, a linen influencer. Our freedom is not a joke. To anyone that is handing it over blindly, please stop. Educate yourself. Come home to your intuition. Make up your own beliefs and opinions and do not falter. Be ready to admit that you may have made mistakes in the past. Be kind. Don't judge one another. Remember, science is a theory, just like magic. Pay attention to how history often repeats itself.
1: So, yeah, I'm trying to... I, I wish I had done a <laughs> course in logic and logic fallacies because sometimes people mm. say things to me and I can almost, like, a quarter of my brain can kind of start unpicking what's going on there. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe in the next book... I should stop reading a book about terrorists and start reading about logic fallacies. It's definitely, like, mm. something... So one of the th- things she's that seems to be... She's playing on is that there's different layers to things, so maybe mm. on one layer it is true you should be open-minded and want freedom. Yes, that's cool, but that's not the only layer, and maybe balanced up with all these other layers. Yeah, you mm. don't arrive at. Um, but the hippies, the the crossover of the hippies and the Nazis.
0: That's that's is that a new thing?
1: No. Nah, oh, yeah. Yes, it. Yes, it's sort of going in the mainstream, or, or more in the mainstream. Yes, there was always this weird thing of. Because, you know, Nazis really liked purity and they, you know, Nazis were big environmentalists, (laughs) you know, kept all the soil, um, very um, (laughs) fertile around Auschwitz. Putting the conservation conservation. conservative. But like there's there's a whole thing around that kind of Nazism and kind of like hygiene and cleanliness. And so, yeah, but it used to, uh, back when I was young, when I first used to be reading about the far right, that was like a... An exciting little fringe, like you'd find some real, like sincere environmentalists, but there were also Nazis or whatever, and it was just like my mind's yeah. exploded and stuff. But now it's yeah, it's become more normal. But even like like Charles Manson, mm. who wanted to cleanse the earth of this and that or whatever, he he also spoke through the the vector of environmentalism and mm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's always been. Um, There's always been that, but yeah, now it's kind of just rolling into our feed a lot more.
0: Hmm. Now, I'll I'll take the opportunity now to pivot from kind of grassroots conspiracies to major corporate ones. And I'll start by pulling out this little device in my pocket. Oh yes. Which is a pog orange guava-flavoured e-cigarette. Yeah. I'm going to take a puff. Um, It's got some uh, kind of arousing Asian fruit flavours. Oh, yes. Which you certainly don't get with a pouch of Champion Ruby. I
1: would have Um, brought my vape from the um, shoebox in my kitchen, had I known you were going to. I've I've only got my Philip Morris device here that's not a vape.
0: Mm. And that's how you start your new book, Puff Piece. Yeah. The Philip Morris device is not a vape. Yeah. But it can be used as a vape.
1: Well, it's not a vape as we understand what a vape would be. For one, probably the biggest reason is that uh, what kills you in a conventional cigarette is the tar that's generated by a cigarette and a vape doesn't contain tar. So, therefore, even if vapes pose other health dangers, they don't pose that one danger that cigarettes do. That we know about. Yeah, that cigarettes Mm. do, right? On the other hand, this new Philip Morris doohickey, which I have here that it does generate tar so therefore i mean that seems to be a, a big reason it's not a vape
0: okay so and, it's
1: still and, doing the same shit. and yeah and also philip morris also say it's not a vape they're very they're very tricky about it because so so anyway just to explain to all this so here i've got this thing here do you see that
0: yeah so, that's not a cigarette
1: are you saying that's not a cigarette, or are you just asking? You're going, that's not a cigarette?
0: Sh- show, show me it again.
1: Okay, just a like, Hang on. Where's my best camera? Oh, there's the camera. A bit higher, there, yeah. there, okay. there you go. Look at that. Yeah. How much does that mm-hmm. look like a cigarette? Uh, a lot. <laughs> it looks like a short, unfiltered one. No, yeah, it's tobacco wrapped in paper with a filter at one end that you plant between your lips, and you inhale nicotine and tar, uh, nicotine and tobacco and tar into your lungs, but they say this isn't a cigarette. And the reason they came up with this is because, well, one example is in Europe last year, they banned menthol cigarettes across Europe. You can't produce them. You can't sell them. You can't buy them. And I think they would have wanted to ban all cigarettes. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And menthol are the ones that young people and people who don't yet smoke are likely to use as a gateway. So the European Union bans them. They're banned. And Mm -hmm. then Philip Morris are like, oh, okay, sure, we'll go along with this ban. And then they go, oh, by the way, we've got this uh, new product. Um, it's called a heat stick. And <laughs> and then, like, everyone looks at it and goes, hang on. It just looks like exactly what you said. It's tobacco rolled in paper with a filter at one end that you plant between your lips, inhaling nicotine and tobacco into your lungs. But they say it's not a cigarette. It's a heat stick. Do you light it? Well, th- this is where it gets into the the little finicky dis- uh Distinctions, but then, like the two wild things about this, before I get into that, is one is it worked. Is that like the European Union has spent so many years trying to uh, snuff out menthol cigarettes, and then Philip Morris just come along <laughs> with this, with this, and just yeah. by rewording it uh, to a heat stick, they got they got through the ban, and it's so, and it's wildly um, like it's almost Are they selling. Pardon, are they selling well? Yeah, well, you can't really, nothing against, I don't want to sound mean to Philip Morris, God knows, but you can't, they they say yes, but like, honestly, just say, imagine if you had like the most uh, sketchiest girlfriend or boyfriend who you just you never trusted and everything they say mm. you're suspicious of and mm. they've lied, you've caught them lying like a hundred times or whatever, that's like Philip Morris. It's, it's almost like there's that joke where it's like, uh Hello. She lied, and then, but in the case of Philip Morris, it's like you don't. It's not even that word. It's like huh. as soon as they just go huh, anything they yeah. say, you've got to be so suspicious. It's not the actual reality. So they say they're selling well, but what do we know or whatever. But the fact is that they're, they're able to sell them. Yeah, and it's like so f- cigarettes are this issue that just seems like such an out of the zeitgeist social mm-hmm. justice issue because. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It just seems like this thing from the seventies, like uh like yellowing women's weekly magazines in a garage or whatever. That seems like the smoking issue, and we just think of we vaguely remember maybe Paul Hogan or something like that into it or whatever. Yeah. But it but it is still the uh, biggest killer of people, you know, in the world. Like yeah. eight million people die and. Like the hospital system in Australia, 1.7 million of the beds each year—it's just it's smoking. It's like there's, it's it's both the big, still the biggest thing, but so out of the zeitgeist compared with you know what other things, which are kind of reasonable. I'm not having a go at these other things being, but thing, you know things like trans rights or Black Lives Matter or things like that. Like the cigarette issue, just seems yeah. like the total opposite, out of the zeitgeist yeah. thing or whatever. It's
0: no, it's no net net 2030 for climate change
1: yeah yeah it's or, or climate like change or whatever but then but it's still like the biggest uh, public health so, crisis so it's totally bizarre to me that somehow Philip Morris like finally there was, was going to be the hugest pushback against cigarettes like they are going to get their the biggest black eye they've ever got over their uh, so far their life as a cigarette company which is banning all of menthol cigarettes across Europe and then they just were like, "Oh yeah, okay. Um, yep, we've got these menthol heat sticks." And th- and the legislation just wasn't written for what do we do if they change the word cigarette to heat stick? And is that basically like explain to me what what is the difference in the heat stick? So this do you is what like that they'll that say. This is what they'll say. Everything's this misdirection where, and I know this. I was writing the book. And I kept on getting confused and going down rabbit holes or whatever. So. The thing I've done different to how they would present it is I presented you this thing, the heat stick, and we're all going, oh, that just looks like a cigarette. So they they wouldn't even bring this up, right? They bring up – they've got this device here, and it's called an ICOS. And – Looks like a pen. Yeah, it looks like a pen. And and, and so what happens is they make this what they're selling, like, in your mind. Like, it's like, oh, we've got this new – thing and it's 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 got a little flashing light on it. So what it is it's like this yeah, it's like this fat cool looking pen like yeah. and then you shove it into this handheld charger device which is also pretty funky and cool looking. So it doesn't like yeah. look like some like a sunglasses case. Yes. And so then they kind of they they start telling you all about this and they start so so you you think this is the product. And so this is already the first like major dis, misdirection because you know, f- for the sake of you not dying of lung cancer, this cigarette is or what they call not a cigarette is the product, but they've already kind of kind of got you on this. So you start going on oh, and, and kind of looks like a bit like a vape and, you know, it's, got, it's like an e-cigarette and, and then kind of get gets lost in that world a bit. So yep. Philip Morris do this really clever thing because a vape is also an e-cigarette and this, I guess, in so much as it gets plugged in, the to this thing that heats up the heat stick i guess that's an e-cigarette in a way so then philip morris do this really clever thing of if if there's any research if any doctor or politician or whoever says something positive about vaping and says well well you know like for instance you know like vaping is actually healthier than cigarettes because they don't have tar or whatever philip morris implies that this their thing is an e-cigarette like a vape but then god then when there's like, there was like the vape crisis in America where kids were dying and others going to hospital because they were sucking up on these vapes that had tainted uh, juice, uh, juice within them, then suddenly Philip Morris goes, oh, well, no, 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 our thing isn't a vape. It's, it's totally different. It's, uh, it's a heat stick. Yeah, it's a heat stick. So they, they get to kind of play it both ways. So, so, what that, so
0: basically they've put... They've built a device where you put something that looks a lot like a cigarette inside of it and it smokes it for you.
1: Yeah, so so what happens is they say that it heats the heat stick to an incredible degree that it's going to generate a discharge, which they call aerosol, but they say it never actually catches a light. And because it doesn't catch a light, technically speaking, according to them, It's not generating smoke because they say, at least initially, until you kind of corner them, they say that the thing that kills you in a cigarette is the smoke. The smoke comes about because you light the cigarette and it burns. This doesn't ever actually burn. So therefore, it's only heating up to an incredible degree. And therefore, this discharge that comes out of it that kind of seems a bit like smoke isn't actually isn't actually smoke. And therefore, it's not smoke. So therefore, it's a better alternative to cigarettes, and they'll never actually—they're very clever. They'll never actually say healthier or safer, because they can't, because then they, because they can't, and because that would be making a medical uh, claim that they can't back up, and and they uh, they also probably don't want to back up because then they want it to be this consumer device that's sold at the Seven Eleven and at Coles. They don't want it to be this medical device that you go to the doctor and then have to go to a pharmacy through or whatever. So their first thing is it's not smoke. Mm-hmm. And they say it's not smoke because something has to combust for it to be smoke. But this isn't... I mean, I could just wrap it on all day, so I'll just stop at this one point, just showing how how it's very tricky. But I, I read up because I, I know nothing about science, so I had to really do a lot of research and talk to scientists and doctors and stuff. So... In a conventional cigarette, it's not the burning that generates smoke. It's this process just right before the burning, called pyrolysis, mm-hmm. and that generate and that generates the smoke in a conventional cigarette. So therefore, following that through, the fact that this doesn't combust uh, this heat stick, according to Philip Morris, even if that's true, it doesn't combust. It does do that pyrolysis thing. So therefore. It could possibly still be smoke. So they're already kind of being very uh, tricky, even on... And and it just keeps on going on and on where they say one thing and the more you dig into it, you realise it's one more misdirection.
0: Have you found them ever since the kind of anti-smoking kind of campaigning began? And we went very heavy here in, uh, in Australia particularly... Uh, We had a health minister who'd lost a father to smoking. Kevin Rudd backed her all the way to plain packaging and taxes, and and the taxes are still going up, which in itself is a social issue uh, that we could go down that rabbit hole and kind of talk about how there's some kids eating cornflakes for dinner because mum and dad just are so hooked on these cigarettes and just keep paying uh, even when the taxes go up. But... we, we, did, we did experience a big drop-off, you know, a huge drop-off. It's just not worth it uh, for the young kids now, even though we've, we have seen vapes fill that void. If you've, if you've walked past a train station recently, uh, you've seen kids smoking all kinds of disposables and rechargeables and, and whatever, in, in at almost at the same volume, if not more, of kids smoking daries down, you know, in the 90s. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is Philip Morris and uh, British American Tobacco and all the big boys... Must have taken a whack. Do, do you have any numbers in, in, in how the you know the anti smoking movement has affected their well, their business?
1: Well, that's why Philip Morris have have, have have had to come up with this because it's for markets where cigarettes are just seen in you know as just disgusting things. That L A. Yeah, in L A. and stuff like that. <laughs> so they're they're coming up with this reality, going well, God knows this isn't a cigarette, but they're still at the moment wherever they can sell cigarettes like around the world and where, you know, there's just countries where uh, they're not as um, in disrepute amongst the public or whatever, and they just keep on selling it there, and then they're just going to keep on selling it until they're told not to sell it over there. But, yeah, so this this is very much them reacting to... The anti-smoke... And like this is, uh, another, another thing I should explain, the reason I got into this story in the first place is I saw these full-page ads in the newspaper where Philip Morris were claiming they were shutting down as a cigarette company.
0: Yeah, what was, what was the terminology they used? Unsmoke the world. Unsmoke the world. We're changing, our you? Yeah. Is that, is that kind of the, yeah, know, the and, the and so, horse? And so <laughs> their, their pitch
1: at the moment is they're not even a cigarette company. They're an anti-cigarette company. They're a health enterprise who are trying to get the one billion smokers off the world off cigarettes. And then it's like, what? Huh? Huh? So I read that. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I don't understand. And like, it did sound like the uh, South African government under apartheid, like just throwing in the towel and saying, "Yeah, oh, listen, we're giving up. We realise it's an evil empire. We are now an anti-racist <laughs> yeah, yeah. government. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going, is that what's happening here? Has Philip Morris, the Melbourne guys, the world's biggest cigarette company, are they doing something similar Whether it's just like, They're sincere, like they're gonna give it all up. But then, then you dig a little deeper, and it's like, oh, the way we can help out. You know, we're not just going to abandon you to having to quit by yourself. So we've got this device, the heat stick and the Icos, and that's going to help you move on to a better alternative. And so that's what they mean. So they're, they're they're trying to move. So then it becomes a real insane insane mind. I don't want to say the F word, but, you know, messing with your mind or whatever, because they create, they've create they created a rea- reality where they're both the world's biggest cigarette company. I think they put out, God, is it uh, 800 billion cigarettes a year? I think like 800 billion, yeah. so close to a trillion cigarettes a year. So on the one hand, they do that. On the other hand, because of this ICOS and this heat stick, which they claim isn't a cigarette, and which they claim they're trying to get people onto away from their cigarettes, they get to pitch themselves as being against smoking and being in sync with the world health organization being in sync sync with greg hunt's you know health policy of trying to like and it's like we're on the same side we're trying to get people off cigarettes but of course for that to be true like the little thing um is you have to agree that this isn't a cigarette (laughs) It just seems like it's tobacco rolled in paper with a filter at one end that generates tar. So why is it not a cigarette? And you can see how successful they are at it. Just I'm looking at this thing in The Guardian uh, today. And the article is, it says, tobacco firm Philip Morris calls for ban on cigarettes within decades. And it's got the CEO saying cigarettes should be outlawed. Cigarettes should be treated like petrol cars. We've got a blah, 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 blah. So... The whole pre- that, that that only makes sense if you're going to go along with their reality that this heat stick yeah. isn't a cigarette, and but the way that and I'm not having a go at the Guardian or whatever, but to even explain their story, like for the Guardian, they have to kind of somehow take pl- take the take the pill. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. To, they have to go along with their real with their reality and say yeah, and and agree that um, Philip Morris are saying this, whether they're really going to do it, they are saying this and... Take the blue yes,
0: I should say. Yeah. Where else did you get to? I mean, that was fascinating in itself. It actually seems like an exercise to remain relevant and to further their anti-smoking brand. Because I can't see, given the option of a disposable vape like the one I have here... Um, which they sell everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. I picked this one up in Toowoomba. They were all smoking them in the pubs in Toowoomba. They sell anywhere. It's all. It's a grey market thing, but every newsagent is selling them. But given the option of this or that three piece contraption, you've just <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, I don't think anyone on the go is going to grab grab that and invest in the machine and the charger and the. That that almost feels like it was just a ploy to. To push this brand as the anti-smoking company, have, have they made any moves on anything you know more chic, like the uh, like the jewel? Well,
1: or they, the- they've their American branch of they had did buy into jewel, so I think they own. I don't know what it is. Whether it's for jewels, the real USB one, yeah, the USB one. So big one. it's this is this is my kind of op-ed, obviously. Like, but m- my impression is that Philip Morris really want to go ahead with. The heat stick and pro- and other products that are tobacco based, because vapes have no tobacco in them, and yeah, right. so almost like from a share- almost a shareholder perspective of like they have to tell their shareholders how they're going to keep their company alive. They've uh, they want they want the, their future business to be around tobacco, yeah. as opposed to vaping, because vaping's got no tobacco. And then another reason for that is that vaping just anyone can do it it's pretty open source and it's pretty cheap and easy for anyone to set up a vape company and so they like this because it's proprietorial and it's going to be h- harder for or it, it would be nigh impossible like people aren't going to be able to make heat sticks in their you know garage like they can make uh, vape juice and stuff so i think even though there are examples like of philip morris dabbling in vaping is vaping like yeah. I think it's a bit of a, a side issue. I mean, I can't prove that or any, anything, but... So, the, I guess the nicotine gets added to the tobacco. Uh, no, no, the nicotine no. is naturally in the tobacco. So, yeah. therefore, when you have nicotine in, a, in vape juice, that's because it's been extracted from the tobacco and... Yeah, right. And then again, I mean, I, if there's some real kind of pedant nerd word who's like trying to trip me up Uh, like they might go well technically speaking nicotine is tobacco or whatever but it's sort of it's an aspect of tobacco and it's also it's good to divide them into two because it's the tobacco that is like giving you the lung cancer it's not the nicotine the nicotine is what keeps you addicted to the danger as opposed to being the danger itself
0: and the nicotine is for the most part, unless you're one of those types who love puffing on a cigar mm. for the therapeutic sense, the nicotine is what most people enjoy in a
1: cigarette. Right. Well, is that the reward systems that, that? I guess you might know more about this thing. You're the one with the, with the, with the yeah, vape. Yeah. Well, I, I picked this one up
0: before our little chat, and I, I can tell you, I can see why the kids are hooked on. It's certainly marketed to them yeah. with the flavors and the and the fruit, and the, I mean, they've got bubble gum and fairy yeah. floss and all kinds of shit. But, yeah, it is interesting. Like, is there any way of extracting nicotine from anywhere else in the world that doesn't involve uh, tobacco?
1: No, I don't think so. But I I don't think – I mean, I'm basing this on – because I want to be really careful. Like, obviously, I'm not a doctor or whatever, and you should just triple fact-check everything. But, like, for instance, if you go down to Chemist Warehouse, you can just buy uh, nicotine chewing gum without a prescription. Mm. And I think you don't even have to be 18 or whatever. So – and you know Australia is really strict with medical things. It's not like we're some um, you know some crazy country where like they're really strict. The TGA and the government over things. Mm. So clearly they think that nicotine in certain forms isn't the danger. Having said that, yeah. and asterisks are after that. From what I understand, although I don't know nearly anything about it, I think there is some research where people are saying. Nicotine in and of itself can pose some sort of danger. But but generally speaking, when people talk about or think about cigarettes, it's not the nicotine that's giving them the lung yeah, cancer, and, it's the and, tobacco.
0: It's the tobacco and the smell and the gross and the indoors and the secondhand
1: smoke and all that kind of conversation oh, comes... The, the other thing I should, I should add, for some reason I'd forgotten to put this in or whatever, but we're talking about vaping or whatever. I mean, that's the other reason for this heat stick in the ICOS is... It's Philip Morris, not just responding to the world of government bans, it's them responding to the world of vaping. So in Mm. in a lot of ways, the ICOS and the heat stick is Philip Morris taking on vaping, like entering that world without being a vape itself and trying to get people to choose the ICOS and the heat stick. But if you're getting confused, the ICOS is just a device that... Heats up yeah, the heat yeah, yeah. stick because I know yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm some jargon guy who kind of like, hey man, everyone yeah. spent the last year and a half writing a book. Yeah.
0: About- <laughs> no, but to, to explain how that's spelt because it's got the
1: trendy kind of spelling. It's IQ IQOS. And in yeah, fact, I think they I think they go i uh, i I think they like it like that. But I was I was like three quarters <laughs> of the way through my audio book, and I'd been saying i the whole time. And I was like, oh, bad luck, Philip Morris. It's like <laughs> in Australia, my version's probably going to catch on. So, um, and, and it's i q o s. And there's a theory that it used to stand for like it, they called it that because I quit ordinary smoking i think it was I could. Okay, but, but right. then then what happened is that somewhere down the path they decided oh we want our angle to be this has nothing to do with smoking it doesn't smoke and blah 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 blah. so then they decided that it doesn't stand for that and so therefore if you ask them now why is it called icos they go oh not nothing no reason
0: yeah it's just uh yeah they they, they kept the acronym but eliminated what it stood for what have you found as you kind of explored this brave new world of ingesting nicotine? I mean, <laughs> there's all that stuff you can talk about. The secondhand smoker. I remember it was a big coup. I remember when they banned smoking in pubs. It was like, of course. that it was so hard to argue against that. Because you look at someone who doesn't smoke cigarettes, works behind a bar for 20 years. They're going to be so fucked from that. Yeah. Because they're taking in more smoke than anyone who smokes. And then they, at that point, you know, back in the day, they probably took smoke breaks as well. So... That's obviously going to fuck them up. But you look at nicotine, and it's such a such a still to this day such a common place in uh, in society that we kind of overlook. as you mentioned before, it's still the number one killer in so many countries. And you I mean, I know when they banned smoking, Queensland was the first. they banned smoking in prisons. Assaults went up five hundred percent in Arthur gorry Correctional Center wow. when they banned cigarettes. Then they replaced them with patches and lozenges, uh, which created the same currency of which cigarettes held. People start using that, that stuff to barter inside prison and um, because it's just the nicotine at the end of the day. If anyone uh, follows Spanion uh, on Instagram, he's a, he's a kind of a modern day chopper Reed, who kind of talks about the life and times of being in and out of prison. He, he was saying there was a moment there where they were crushing up the lozenges, mixing them with tea leaves and smoking them like bongs. And obviously the biggest way to limit smoking after banning smoking in prison was to take lighters away, and that's now considered a contraband. So they managed to use tissue papers and a few paper clips and they'll light off a PowerPoint and then punch a bong through a water bottle of crushed up lozenge with tea leaves. And in some uh, cases they'll also just uh, scrape up... uh, a cigarette patch into little little dots and mix that with tea leaves and smoke that like a cigarette with a page from the Bible or Koran like that is true addiction oh, yeah. you know, and people, people, people forget that and of course these vapes that contain nicotine are just going to come roaring back into society because uh, it doesn't matter you know all, it, all you needed to do was provide a counter to the culture that had shifted away from can you please not smoke next to me and you sit in a bar nowadays outside of lockdown and, and quite often you'll see someone puffing indoors on a vape or, or, or an ICOS and the bar staff aren't even, you know, the bar staff are 20-year-olds so they are not even, they don't even remember the days of that being a faux pas. Yeah, w- w- what have you kind of seen in this social shift that, that that kind of has allowed, you know, they'd almost stamped it out, nicotine intake as a, as a social kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well, and, I, I, I do talk to this guy who works at a prison in Melbourne, in my book or whatever and yeah he just he said basically what you did where like there's a cigarette there's been a cigarette ban for 5 years but there hasn't been a cigarette ban for 5 years because people just get what they need to get by any means necessary and yeah. and this dude said yeah he found it interesting that the people in prison will have have had access to all sorts of drugs from heroin to speed whatever yet the one that they really can't give up and that what that they prioritize and that costs the most is uh tobacco with because yeah. so that there must be some there must be just something about it that just is harder mm. than other drugs
0: I mean the, the the fact that they banned cigarettes was always you know something that you could just laugh yeah. at because they haven't been able to stop heroin and ice from getting into prison so
1: I mean And it's easier yeah. because it's less consequential for the person who's smuggling it in like even on a yeah. Like, for me, if someone said to me, hey, John, can you take this cake of heroin um, and just drive it around the corner and drop it out at this guy's house, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you were like, Mm. okay, can you take these ciggies around, I'd be like, yeah, sure, or whatever. So the fact that in our minds cigarettes and tobacco seems lower stake than heroin and coke or whatever, that's another Mm. reason why it's – able to get into prison because people are more willing to take the risk. Like, you're not going yeah. to... It lives on. Yeah. And, and you see some of these
0: old crims that were once in the in the drug game and probably still are often, and these gangs that they're associated with getting arrested with black market cigarettes often, Yeah, you know, with finding tr- truckloads of, uh, you know, black market, Chinese, Marlboros or, or, or whatever else, or even just completely new name, like branded cigarettes that no one's ever heard of because at the end of the day, it is... It's an addiction that um, that I guess the only uh, the only way to break it down is years and years and years of campaigning against it.
1: But, 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 but that's what will be the confusing thing with vaping because again, it's got the nicotine, but it's the nicotine is addicting is making you addicted to some other danger in the in the vape. So so the real danger in the vape, if they're you know what level it is, I don't know, but is. That you're like you're inhaling these uh, like first of all like steam which you shouldn't and, and I think it's called uh, propylene glycerol. I really should guarantee I can pronounce those words before babbling like I'm an expert. I just call it PG and ve- and vegetable glycerol and flavorings and color. So it's it's the inhaling of that that is likely to be if there is a danger, which there I imagine will find. <laughs> yeah, eventually. yeah. I mean that's that's what's so tricky about talking about. Vaping compared with the heat stick in the ICOS. The heat stick in the ICOS, it's like it's generating tar. You're inhaling tar <laughs> into your lungs just like a cigarette. So it's simpler it's to just have a treatment. Shit. Whilst, so like, you know, like what the hell's going on there? Like you pro- you shouldn't put tar into your lungs, right? But then, yeah, the thing with vaping that's kind of confusing, and, and this is like going to be an answer that n- both sides will hate, because I really should either be kind of one or the other and this is... But this is... I'm being sincere here. I'm not like trying to be a... What do you call it? What did you call me before? Like some kind of always trying to start a fight? <laughs> contrarian? Contrarian. I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but <laughs> if someone was... Add- betraying your base. Yes, yeah, yeah. betraying my base. If someone was addicted <laughs> to cigarettes and then they spent like, I say, six months or nine months or something where they'll wean themselves off cigarettes using uh, vaping, and then at the end of that nine months or that year, like you you put both cigarettes and the vaping to one side, so you don't don't do either. Then in that context, you could see how vaping could be seen as a kind of a a helpful medicinal tool or whatever, because it's helping get a person off cigarettes. But then, on the other hand, it it seems like if you're just going to be huffing all day on a vape for the next 10 years... Seems like a pretty big roll of the dice that there is not going to be some research done <laughs> that says, "Well, yeah. actually, yeah, your arm's going to fall." <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. like some you know that actually also will kind of you know, deal you some fairly major uh respiratory problems. So, yeah, and then in that case, if, if you are just going to be huffing on a vape ball day for next ten years, like. Is it really safer than a cigarette in that context? If you could, if it's like, well, I didn't get I didn't get the lung cancer that I would have got from the cigarettes, but I did get this respiratory disease that's yeah. um, also going to kill me, but it's a different way. So, and no one knows how to treat yeah. it. Yeah. Well,
0: um, you, you you are dealing with a dark, I guess you you could say industry. Mm-hmm. Did you encounter the same in writing this book? Because you pry. That's what you do, John. As you pry and you you kind of. Yeah, disarm people and they end up telling you a bit more than they should and and then, of course, you leave them red-faced Uh-oh. and I notice with your, that's what you mean by extremists, that you, you ended up getting a few, few threats from people who'd realised that they'd given too much away. Mm. Did you find any of that, like, you know, big tobacco, uh, shadow
1: government type yeah, shit? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very curious when the book's read about certain things, whether they're going to catch a light. Or whatever, mm. but yeah, there was the uh, the vape inquiry. That so it was a, the inquiry last year into uh, what was it called? Into anyway, it was basically the vape inquiry, the a senate inquiry, and there were six politicians on it: two six senators, two a labour, two a liberal, and then I think there was
0: central alliance,
1: <laughs> yeah, central alliance, then <laughs> someone else or whatever. So so generally, except for two people, um, they all a bit against it or quite against vaping but then and then there were these two liberals who were for it or liberal nationals and uh, everyone who appeared before the inquiry like the other the most of the politicians were very sus like you know this sounds like it's a thing of like big tobacco supporting this and that you're speaking on behalf of big tobacco and all that kind of stuff and anyway um, I, I I feel nauseous just speaking about it. but yeah I, I kind of just felt I found out that, well, it's in the book. So goddamn, I can't hide from it now. But yeah, like Philip Morris, were in some ways, backgrounding pull, you. But no, pulling the strings behind the helped organise the vape, uh, Senate inquiry, and they were really? they were they were in the inquiry without being in the inquiry because, like, like because Philip Morris could never sit in that inquiry because. No one trusts Philip Morris. And, <laughs> and even people who are, like, pro-vaping, they're like, whoa, 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 we've got to, like, we can't be seen with Philip yeah, yeah. Morris. And, yeah, then I just sort of found out <laughs> that they probably were. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I'm really fascinated that bit of the book, whether, I, whether I like, the Liberal Nationals or Philip Morris are going to, mm-hmm. like, come past me in a pickup truck and um, yeah, I'll yeah. be the first person yeah. to uh, be killed by Philip Morris but not buy their cigarettes, <laughs> so yeah and, yeah i'm just I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm sort of like just confused like with what the media and the news is interested in because it, like in some parallel universe it's like i've really got this gotcha kind of front page of the age expose of philip morris um being in the shadows of this senate inquiry and not revealing that not only not to the public but not to the politicians on the panel on the senate inquiry either so i Either they'll be exciting and everyone will be like, Hey Safran, you got a really cool exclusive or else it's like, yeah. oh, we're in this twenty four seven news cycle where like there's just it will just get lost in it all, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. um Britney Spears will um Yeah. Something's yeah, happened shave there, yeah. Head or something, you know.
0: So I would love to know what a tobacco company lobbyist looks like nowadays. Oh ah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've we've all seen thank you for smoking but Would you imagine that there was someone like that, you know, a smooth haircut, blonde man? Well, I did have lunch. I ended up
1: having lunch with a Philip Morris executive and he was, you know, he was good looking. You know, I'm not hitting on him. Mm. I found this when I was writing my book. I'm really bad at describing people because it either sounds Mm. like I'm insulting them. Or trying to hit on them. I just don't know how to. I just, it's, it's, there's something about my writing that, whatever I write, it's like, hmm. and he has a long, lush beard. So there's just something. <laughs> and I actually had my editor at Penguin um, say to me about, I was describing this woman and I said, and I just go, listen, I've got, how do I describe her? I go, oh, she's like, she's as pale and as blue eyed and as blonde hair as me, but, you know, her face, her face is more symmetrical or something or something like that and his comment was like jesus cut this out this this sounds really like sleazy like you're cracking on whatever <laughs> but then and but then there's the other side where it's just it's really yeah I, or i sound like i'm insulting yeah. them he, like, had a, he had a face like a kicked in bickington yes. yeah <laughs> but yeah he was well, anyway he was the philip morris executive he was he was, was a hunk, yeah. Nice broad shoulders mm. and everything. <laughs> I actually met people from another big tobacco company as well, but then when I was writing the book, it just didn't seem to make sense to put them in. It's a bit like you know when you're Batman after the Joker or something like that. Like you can't suddenly for yeah. one scene be like chasing yeah, after face. yeah the yeah, Riddler yeah. or something like that. So that had to like all be on the cutting room floor. So it's just like me chasing after the dragon. F- the Melbro people.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you?
1: Do you like my gear I, I by the way? Forward,
0: the, yeah, yeah. The the Melbro shirt <laughs> is uh is top tier. It's uh.
1: I've been buying know, all I mean, this no, want... stuff for um for the press tour, all this like Melbro and Philip Morris merch to wear. Cause I just thought so much fun. I've never grown out of that thing of when I was like really little, and doing dress ups like when I was like six yeah. years old with the next door neighbour <laughs> and putting on a show. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. I, I get to dress up and.
0: We'll have to get him in a in Cobra yes. for the Marlboro man.
1: This is my other thing that I've ordered from overseas. You'll see it's... Uh, are you familiar with Mission Winnow? No. So when Philip Morris, when they were banned from having putting their Marlboro logo on their Formula One cars and on their drivers, they said, oh, okay, sure. And they go, oh, listen, um, we've set up this other company and God knows it's got nothing to do with cigarettes. It's called Mission Winnow and then they put all like Mission Winnow on all the cars and on, on all the drivers and no one knew what it meant or whatever and I think they had to do a bit of reverse engineering once everyone was like really like what does this mean and they say it's uh, a portal for having open discussions about ideas like well I don't even know what that means so the only connective tissue I could make to like what's why is this in their interest is that their argument for the iCos and the heat stick is like we've got to be open-minded. We've got to look to the future, and you know they used to, and they make these claims themselves. They say there used to be petrol cars, and now there's electronic electric cars, and yeah. so too there used to be a cigarette. Now there's a heat stick.
0: Yeah, and it sponsors electric yeah. cars in the Formula One.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, I, I I would also
0: love to read the uh, the the edition before the lawyers got hold of it because oh, yes. it, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you made a lot of editors and publishers nervous in writing this book. But yeah, I do have the copy you sent me, so I'm going to finish it up. Have you got? I uh, do you have
1: a hard copy copy or just a? Uh,
0: no, no, we've got the one with Batuta Advocate watermarked across every. Page. Oh, okay, but it's like
1: the it's not the the book book. It's just the no, it's digital. Oh, digital. Okay, yeah, 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 no, I was just yeah, curious yeah, yeah, whether yeah. they've. Press those up yet. So this was a bit of, like, irrelevant side business to the listener, but I'm sure they're not, <laughs> they're not interested no, in. No, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get our
0: hands on a copy. But, yeah, it's, it sounds like a, an exciting read, and, and it's going to take us down those same rabbit holes that only John Safran can find. And I'm very interested now, in now that this one's done and you're going to mute this soap opera, where you're heading next. Oh, yes. I, I, I think QAnon's been done to death. Yeah. It's been deplatformed, but I'd... Uh, I'd like to see Saffran putting on the linen, heading up to the northern rivers and getting to the bottom of this, I guess, index of the anti vax movement in Australia. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll take on suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Mullen Bimby, John Safran, live from Mullen. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, no, mate. Thank you very much. Puff Peace out now by John Safran.
1: See you, sir.